When the composer of that song passes away, I hope he goes to hell and he has to listen to that song every second of the day. <gasps> That's such a cruel fate. He was paid to make that jingle. <laughs> I don't think it was like his mastery to say like, oh, I need to get this song into the world because it's in my, <laughs> it's in my soul. I was meant to write this song. Well, now I have to Google Skype ringtone composer. Probably anonymized himself. Didn't like Brian Eno do the Windows 95 start out sign or something. Yep, the bling, bong, 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 that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, Earl Clue, I don't know if you know who he is, like a jazz guitarist, <laughs> did one of the Max startup sounds. Like that. Oh, yeah. Bling. It was like a guitar version, which people actually hated, but I loved. On Cora, question. Why does the Skype ringtone almost sound like music, but not quite? (laughs) Seven Days to Play! Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. For the past seven days, I have selected a video game on the mobular device called... Well, this is actually called three different things as I've looked up. (laughs) Okay. The other side. Mm -hmm. The underscore other side. Or just simply other side, two words. (laughs) Okay. Right, they got a little branding... Uh, issue going on there i know this is why you need to have uh, a person that's in charge of like yeah. name consistency because you need it <laughs> oh right because even on the splash page does it say other side i can't remember it says other side and then on the game page on the app store it says the underscore other side and then on the title underneath the app icon it says the space other side mm, i mean i suppose i can understand that maybe that is just like an ios limitation like you can't have wacky characters like underscores in your app name but yeah you're right on the splash screen it just, just says other side as in two say. words yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe that just goes to the um feeling of otherness you know there is well, you cannot define it sam it is many things i'm <laughs> i'm grasping <laughs> i think you're you're now part of that company oh god <laughs> um, <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the company. Hello. Uh, you can email me, edwin at the underscore other side, edwin at <laughs> other side dot com, or edwin other underscore the side. space yes. other side. We got them all. <laughs> the Other Side is a 2020 game developed by Barbecue. That's a great <laughs> company so name, good. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think um, they should win just on game name alone, on studio name yeah. alone. That's it. Seven days to play. You, you got it right here. Best game na- game company name. I mean, that's going to be a, a category for our end of the year show, I think. <laughs> Barbecue. Uh, the publisher is The Label, which is the same publisher as What the Golf. Oh, see previous episode for well, What the Golf. So when I first th- saw this game, it kind of reminded me of a board game because I am a board game aficionado. That is true. Now, Sam, what does it take to become a board game aficionado? I would say owning upwards of 10 board games and Ten plus having a dedicated room to store them in. Not, <laughs> I think if you have a dedicated cabinet or shelf, mm-hmm. then I think that's good enough to make you a board game aficionado. But I think the 10 plus is actually a good number because anything below that, you're, you could just not really care you're about it. You're right? a board game wannabe. Yeah. But if you have 10 plus and it's a, and it's a semi-curated collection of more than one occasion right mm-hmm. so it's like you have one board game where it's just for 
oh, it's a party game where people gather and play versus this is when we kind of get serious and play. Right. Um, then I think that brings you closer to the realm of a, a board game aficionado. Right. And then I think what's the level above aficionado, which I think you fall into, and I would define that category uh, as having <laughs> a board game hoarder where you have so many board games, you're unsure as to where they are. Are they in the office? Are they in the downstairs living room? Are they uh, uh, hiding in the basement, nicely labeled away in a box? Who knows? Mm, yes. Often that's, finding that's the game you want to play is a game in, in and of itself. So I have this really cool board game and I don't know where it is. And I think someone <laughs> borrowed it from the office and haven't returned it. And oh. ma- that makes me angry. Oh. <laughs> what is the board game? Because I want to know. And our listeners will demand it. Lords of the Water. Lords of Waterdeep. It's a, it's a very good board game made by uh, the people who make Dungeons and Dragons. It does have a certain fantasy-sounding elements to it, just mm-hmm. based on that name alone. It's actually, I think you'd like it. It's really cool. It's a good uh, multi-strategy game. Anyway. Yeah, if we can ever get into the same room again and play board games, then we shall. I think there is an electronic version of this game. Stay tuned for that one. Back to the maybe other side underscores at some point or some not. Or two words, other side. Um, <laughs> so when I saw this game, it kind of reminded me of a board game called Zombicide. Zombicide is also a turn-based uh, tactical strategy game where on each turn, you're, you, have, uh, you can control... May- normally, each person controls one character. But if you can play like a solitaire mode where you take control of more than one character... Mm. Okay. Uh, and sort of take your turn and doing the, doing this stuff. But like, so the game is a tactical game where every, I guess, every gameplay, every time you play the game, it's set up to a certain scenario, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to put, oh, um, the car is going to be in this area. Um, this room is going to be in this section. You know, use the hospital hallway in like this section, you know, and like you kind of have to set it up. And then there's a place where your players start and then there's an objective. It's going to be like, get the gas from the car or something like that, right? Yeah. And so each turn, a character then has the ability, okay, do I go to the next room? Do I search this room? Or do I shoot something? Or do I break a door down, right? And it's like you have limited set of options that you can do. And I think you have two or three turns to do them in. And you go around doing it so that your team can get the objective, right? And that's essentially what this game exactly is, the other side. Mm, Um, Except replace the zombies with what looks like mind flares. Indeed, yes. The upside down. Stranger Things, yeah. Which I think is why it's called the other side. Yes, I totally agree. Even the, (laughs) the imagery, there's... Other is your world and side underneath is the upside down. Right. They couldn't put the word the in there because that would have messed the whole thing up. You can see they took their cue from Stranger Things very much. So yeah, maybe a little too much. I think a little too much without reason. So here's my theory about this game. I think they made it as a potential official Stranger Things game. Because all of the assets kind of really aligned to the Stranger Things theme. Yeah. I mean, we played the official Stranger Things game, didn't we? If memory serves. Yes. Way back. Which yeah. was not a board game turn-based thing. It was more a... What the heck was it? Just like, like a, a retro beat-em-up game? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think actually right. this would have been a better if they better straight, official Stranger Things game, maybe. Yeah, I feel like it feels I think truer so. to the feeling of Stranger Things because they are playing Dungeons and Dragons. You know, it's mm-hmm. sort of like has this you know '80s board game vibe. Um, this could have been a great official Stranger Things game. Right, and I feel like that's kind of what was missing from this game is like the sense of reason and story. Right, <laughs> like I don't know right. when I start this game why it looks like a board game why it's opening up like why are there these things that are attacking for no reason yes there's right right you would kind of if it's branded as stranger things people coming to this game have that story already in their mind exactly so it doesn't need to or, be described. yeah and the 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 notion of this like retro old looking board game makes total sense right yeah but you know the other side is not actually a board game from the 80s so there's no reason why this looks like a retro old board game um and i just feel like there's like lots of really like kind of implied things that was lost in the overall mm. like notion yeah i like your theory packaging yeah i'm gonna say though i actually quite like the fact that they leaned heavily into the board game board gaminess mm. of it i was thinking of there was another game we played which was sort of described as a digital board game minore mars uh no 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 it was, no. A way, it was more of a ways back mini menorahs that's not a word (laughs) (laughs) it was sort of a fantasy you played as oh i want to say like a rat or something and you were investigating foreign lands and there was like oh um armello armello see if it's right for your doctor today (laughs) (laughs) yes armello right i was thinking of that because that is also a board game but like completely removes any feeling of board gaminess it's more oh this is just a video game with turns whereas here yeah. i actually quite like that oh the characters looked like pieces um oh you get this sort of simulated dice rolling when you play an attack that i mean it's kind of cute they have the board folds out you can have like a top down mm-hmm. view rather than just the isometric view to give you oh this is sort of board gaming like i kind of actually quite like that feeling because it kind of anchored the game for me to say oh this is a board game rather than a video game that has board game-like mechanics. I don't know. Right. It kind of worked for me. Um, I can see pros and cons of it, because I, I, did, I did think the production of it was really well done. Like, they took a lot of care and attention yeah. to really drive that board game feeling. You know, it shows you, like, the tabletop. It shows you all the elements. It actually shows you the dice roll. Um, but because there's no reason behind it, <laughs> and there's no sort of like actual history that goes with this game. I was so lost as to why I should care that this is represented in a board game fashion. Yep, this is true. But yeah, I think overall it is a turn-based game where it, I feel like they also like took the exact rules from Zombicide. I'm not familiar, but I kind of enjoyed this idea of kind of reminding me a little bit of SteamWorld Heist. You know, you have a set amount of energy and you can either do like move, explore, shoot, or open doors or close doors. And I kind of like that as a kind of strategy mechanism. Yeah. But I suppose if you, it's one of these things, if you have played Zombicide before and you recognize it as such, then I can see that does detract from your experience because you're just like, oh, okay. It's did Zombicide, but with a different, different characters. Should we should we get on with the three by three, Zedwin? Let's jump in. Three things good and three things bad. Three things in the normal side and three things in <laughs> the, the other, other side. side. 
<laughs> well, I'm just going to reiterate what I just said because uh, I like that it kind of really leads into the board game aesthetic. I kind of got it straight away. Oh, like there's a box on a table, it opens up, you have your little fake, your little plastic uh, figurines you need to twist out and you know, when you start a game, it opens up the rule book. I was kind of hoping that would have been like a good tutorial. Like you kind of almost mm. like reading the rule book. They don't do that. And then, oh, yeah. actually, maybe we'll get to the tutorial section later. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just liked it. Like the pieces look like little cardboard figurines on plastic bases. There's, you know, dice mechanics, uh, the multiple camera angles. Um, I was down. It wasn't trying yeah. to like elevate a board game experience into a video game. It was hey, this is a board game, and we're going to lean, lean, lean into it. I liked it. That is what I really liked about it. That's kind of what drew me into this game in the beginning, was like, oh, it really kind of feels like an interactive board game, but done in a really good way. Yeah. Like, I love the fact that when you open up, uh, when you start up the game, like you said, it looks like an actual board game that you might encounter, and the box opens up, and you see all the little pieces lined up. Yeah. It gets you that good feeling of like when you first open up a board game, right? Like, oh, the potential is like you can you can mm. sense the potential of this game. Like there's oh, all these like little cool elements that I love. You yes. see all the different dice. You see the manual, the cards and all that stuff. It gets you excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you do. You don't get that experience. That also I'm going to come back to my great cologne scent idea, which I will yep. give you for free. Freshly opened board game. <laughs> Make that a cologne? Boom. You, you'll be a millionaire. Does it make that sound, that farting sound that you get when you <laughs> open a board game box? <laughs> well, I think you'd have to, yes. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to work with some packaging designers to work out how we could do that every time. That'd actually be great. Like, it actually looks like a little board game box when you open it up, the cologne, <laughs> to use it. <laughs> mm. Mm, Sam, I might be on mm-hmm. something here. I mean, if people ever need to go out and smell nice again. That could be what a great business right there. <laughs> okay, uh, trade, we're trademarking this. You cannot copy out freshly opened board game cologne scent idea. Official. It's going to be called the underscore other underscore side. <laughs> <laughs> the underscore other underscore scent. Nope, that doesn't work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other scent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunately it for my good points. Um. I was scrabbling around because I feel like I should like this game more than I did. Like I really wanted yeah. to like it. And I know I say that all the time, but um... to me, the potential was, yeah, there was so much potential in this game. Um, Cause I love board games. I love the fact that when you convert it over to like an electronic format, you know, it does all the math and all that stuff for you, which makes it super convenient. Yes. Um, but one of the reasons why you really dig board games is because there's like a reason it gives you like a story. It sets up the theme, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And while the theme is really prevalent from a visual perspective, like I feel like the theme wasn't really presented in a story perspective. Mm. And so I don't get the sense like, why is this looks like a board game? I don't get the sense of like what's actually happening. Like who are these bad people? Why are you a limited number of survivors? Why is this only one player? You know, like... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually even looking at the rule book. You get two sentences about <laughs> setting up the story. Shall I read it to you, Sam? But you're going to yes. get it. Once there was a shadow. Once there was shadow. Once there was shadow, comma, creatures from the other side started roaming the town. What? Oh my gosh. Uh, attacking anyone they came across. 
They are predatory in nature and use their sight and hearing to hunt down anyone who gets too close. They crossed into our universe through portals that connect to the other side. These portals are powered by spirit anchors. Spirit, uh, we'll, let's talk about spirit anchors because that took me a while to figure out what the heck they're talking about, which keep both dimensions linked. Your goal is to return the town back to normal and exit the area. Yeah, you're right. Like, they just completely skim over anything. They're just like, hey, well, they're zombies. Right. I, I mean, no, don't call them zombies for legal reasons. Oh, they're shadow creatures. Destroy a spirit yeah. anchor. <laughs> Something about the words spirit anchor is <laughs> like, I under, like, I get, I know what they're trying to say. Spirit Edwin, anchor. I will be your spirit anchor. Oh, that is very good. Thank you, I think. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like we are just itching to get to the bad threes. The three things that displease. Yeah, and I feel like they're not really horrible bad threes. No. I feel like they're just like misguided bad threes. <laughs> <laughs> so my first bad point. Um, yeah, there's no sense of a story where there's like such an opportunity for there to be like a strong story. Uh, even when you begin like a level, the objectives isn't really there as motivation for you as the players yeah yeah you have to right there's this like sort of little fleeting uh text box of find search rooms yeah. find spirit search anchor room. do it yeah for a spirit anchor destroy the spirit anchor and then get to the exit and i assume like these different characters that you're playing have different strengths right like yeah you're playing as one, you're playing as drake from drake drake and josh <laughs> and there's like a policeman who might be more proficient with a gun yeah. right who starts off with a gun don't call him duffy duffy <laughs> what was the name of the sheriff in stranger things wasn't it uh, uh hopper okay oh yes <laughs> okay don't call him hopper <laughs> call him but it's sheriff it's obviously hopper. sheriff bopper <laughs> <laughs> yes it really Buffer. is even Very if you look tougher. at the at the board game cover artwork, you'll see all your friends from from Stranger Things. Yeah, it seems like it was just kind of okay. How do we get the essence of Hopper? Make him slightly skinnier, Bopper. and then paint him on. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. But like, yeah, the characters don't seem to have any differing traits. In fact, or, why why are there two of them even? Like, that right. seemed confusing to me. Like, oh, you have players two characters, so you need to collect twice the things like you need a wrench to be able to open doors so they both have to have wrenches to open doors i kind of thought oh one would be like the explorer one would be the attacker that's kind of how mm. i started playing but that didn't really work yeah. out yeah and i don't know like it would have been great to get some sort of oh you know bopper and <laughs> bopper and drake found each other and now need to escape this room right <laughs> and get to the spirit anchor right Something like that where like it sets the objective in a much more meaningful way and just sets up a little bit of story to say, okay, this is my motivation. This is my, this is the reason why we need to get out of here. Yeah. And it's just like, first thing is like, oh, you can search in this room if you want to, or you can go to the next room. Here are your options. I'm like, why? Like NSYNC. Tell me why. <laughs> I think then you also get, it's Backstreet Boys. <laughs> You've got it wrong. <laughs> Once you get to the actual gameplay as well, I found the combat fairly lackluster. Mm -hmm. uh, you can pick up items. I kind of like that you can have close range, long, long range weapons. Like there's a, there's a longbow, there's like a stabby knife, there's a pistol, a revolver. Um, and then, you know, as part of 
one of three energy using actions you can take you can yeah select a weapon and use it which then requires the rolling of a dice and then that depends on like how good or bad your attack is but even that didn't that didn't feel in like fun yeah. or satisfying like the yeah. pistol shot was just pop even the sound was right. odd and then if when you did destroy the enemy it was pop right. <laughs> and that was it <laughs> okay and then when the enemies attacked you, you got re- no real feedback as to what was happening. And like, yeah. um, I remember like I played one game and oh, suddenly I was, I was dead. Both my characters died and I didn't even really know or realize that I was that much in peril. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like it could have worked a lot with those signals. You know, like we, we talk about like juiciness of games. We do. Right? Like with sound effects and haptics. Um, and I feel like this would have been a perfect opportunity to really, uh, expand on that, especially as like a board game. You don't want it to feel flat as a board game. The opportunity here is that it's digital and you have like sound, audio, haptics even to like make sure these interactions feel really juicy. Um, and I feel like they've, they've kind of missed it with that opportunity. Much like when I roll a one with a pistol and try to (laughs) shoot a a flayer, a slayer, (laughs) a betrayer. (laughs) <laughs> whatever they call the enemies there <laughs> also i found it pretty hard like the first level after the, the tutorial maybe the first or second level like enemies spawn on every turn right so you get yeah. so the the play cycle is you get to play as one character take three actions play as another character take three actions and then it's the enemy's turn and they just like keep spawning more enemies each turn in a way that just kind of felt i know i was confused or at least I didn't have a direction of like, oh wait, should I be killing all these enemies, or should I just be zipping around looking for the spirit anchor and get out as quickly as possible? Right. Turns out, don't try to kill all the enemies because you'll just sit there attacking over and over again until they overwhelm you. So take it from me, that was a poor strategy. With a game like with a board game like Bo- Zombicide, like that becomes really evident. Um, you get this notion of like, oh yeah, like I'm not actually supposed to be killing all these zombies because it's going to be ridiculous. Right, because the board game also provides like fifty zombies, and you're like, okay, <laughs> right, it kind of set up for why. you in the story. Yeah. Yes, um, but yeah, and it's also one of those things like when you're playing a board game with someone else, it's like you have that interaction to be like, oh, let's not actually kill everyone, and let's just proceed on right with our objective. And that's why I think like the notion of the objective is so important. Yeah, right? it's like, yeah. okay, here's what we need to do. It's important that we go and do it. Um, and I feel like that was that was missing. Um, I guess my next bad point is that the controls aren't really that intuitive for me. Mm, agreed. I, I was futzing around with the camera, like something like the the zooming in and out was fine because it's just a pinching motion. Yep. Uh, but rotating it was absolutely ridiculous for me, and I couldn't figure it out for the longest time. Even though they showed it a bunch of times before the game actually starts, like you have to use two fingers, I never felt like that was reliably done. Because mm. yeah. a two finger gesture tricked itself as the zoom in and out gesture so often. Yeah, yeah, it is tricky to make yeah to make the distinction between the two. Did you try the top down camera view? I actually didn't. I didn't know that there was a top down. That was one of the uh, buttons hiding in the in the mm. top right there. Um, yeah, the UI certainly wasn't intuitive. Like, yes, moving around, but even like 
oh, you can actually choose which weapons to use. There's this concept of when you find an item, you can discard or stash. But then to actually equip a weapon, you need to then press a very tiny inventory button, not on your mm. character, not the character card as a whole, but there's a very small portion at the bottom of the character card. And there you can manage your inventory. Which I suppose makes sense, but like it took a while for me to figure out, oh, I found a pistol. Oh, wait, I need to find it, stash it, and then, then equip it to use. And also, something that happens a bunch in digital board games is like the end turn button, which I understand. Like Once you've run out of options, like maybe you want to look around more or think about your strategy more or like check out what items you picked up. But like if there's no more actions to take, just end the turn for me. Right. But I think especially frustrating here is the, the end turn button is when you're going to press a lot. Where do they decide to put and it? It's tiny. Oh, right tiny and the top and middle of the screen. So all your, your hands are down at the bottom with the cards, but end turn is suddenly way up top and you've got to re- rejigger your hands to reach right. it. That was just a little minor frustration, but frustration nevertheless. And I really dislike it when the buttons are actually on top of the little, what do you call that bar on iOS that appears when you oh. try to quit out of the app? Yeah, it's sort of like the the swipe up to go home right. item. Yeah, there is probably an official name for it. I don't know it though. But the button actually <laughs> goes right under that bar. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a annoying feature. It's like an iOS problem, but yeah, uh, agreed. Final bad point is... It's kind of a minor one, but I don't know how how I feel about the fact that this is just blatantly ripping off the Zombicide game, board game. Yeah, without adding too much extra. Right. Um, so it just makes me feel kind of icky. Like, I don't think they actually got approval or anything. They just straight up copied the mechanics of it. Uh, even the whole sense of the game is very much like Zombicide. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to add the tutorial briefly. Mm. It felt like it was both clumsy but also not detailed enough <laughs> so it was yeah neither fun to play nor actually told you what you needed to know so uh yeah it was mm. like oh you sort of here's a bunch of words spirit anchors yada yada but you know oh, I, <laughs> I guess i'll find out as i go what the heck that is or what it even looks like or what i'm even looking for um and like, i guess i'll just the enemy just spawn on every turn i guess i don't know i'll figure that out um but then also like inventory management or like oh where is your health for example like how healthy are you that's not really explained or shown to you yeah i feel like they've missed a bunch of stuff um have you ever made home movies when you were a kid no, I was never really into the movie making. I preferred to make a radio show, which for my oh. current, where I ended up in life, makes, makes kind of sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think whenever you're doing like these home projects of making a radio, radio drama or a home movie, you have something pictured in your head, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like you have this imagination of how it's exactly going to play out. And when, you, when you're a child and you're making this thing, you forget a lot of the important details that you need to create in order to make that creation make sense, mm, right? Yeah. So there's lots of stories in your head that you actually don't put down on paper. Uh, and when the person watches it, they're just like, I'm completely lost. Like, why is this scene here? But in your head, it makes sense. Right. I feel like that's kind of what happened with this game. I feel like they were so influenced by Stranger Things. They were so influenced by Zombicide that after they made this final product of living and breathing those two things, they just assumed a lot of these gaps in between. I can see that. Like, it certainly feels like that. 
Yeah. There's like a whole bunch of stuff missing. Yeah. So Edwin, yeah. what is your final seven day rating? This was a two days for me. Mm. It looks great. I kind of wish I could get into it a little bit more, but yeah, the UI was a little clumsy. Uh, the battle and combat felt like luster and I didn't really care <laughs> about, <laughs> about yeah. finding the mind flayer. I mean, it was actually it two days. <laughs> yeah, it was actually two days for me too. Um, it, I, I saw so much potential in it. Like, I kind of want this to be a good game because I do like Zombicide as a board game. Um, and I did really like the theme of it feeling like a board game. Yeah. Uh, but there's just a lot of stuff that kind of lost me along the way. But yeah, two days. That was your pick, Sam. So that means it falls to me to pick the next game. Now, Sam, you have seven days to play. High Rise, a puzzle cityscape. Oh. Ooh. Is high rise spelled H I G H space? No, R-I-S-S. so no Z. Okay, good. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yes, a vertical match three cityscape. Ah, this looks very interesting. This looks yeah. This looks very interesting. That mm. is exactly what I thought. I mean, you know me, I love a match three. I also like cityscapes. So we'll see. Can they combine the two? <laughs> if this is anything like Wildscapes, I'm in for a treat. <laughs> but only if Alan turns up and guides you through while drinking a soda. What was the guy's name? <laughs> I forgot, but <laughs> yeah. he was adorable. Yeah. Let's call him Alan. So well animated. <laughs> uh, before we go, Edwin, do you have a thing of the week? I do. I have finally gotten onto the terrace house bandwagon oh boy have you gotten to the point where where you've listened to the theme song on spotify oh i have not gotten to that point i've got to the point where i sing the theme song and irritate my boyfriend every single night (laughs) (laughs) when all this feels like it's a dream (laughs) etc etc it's a very uplifting and inspirational song (laughs) It is, but there's some very odd music choices during the show. Like there's some just mm. really awful pop music that's bad. Um, Always plays, yeah. <laughs> um, but for these quarantines, it feels very soothing. Like it's these beautiful, it makes Tokyo look so gorgeous. So I'm watching, uh, I asked for your advice here and you suggested Boys and Girls in the City, which I think is season three, maybe on Netflix. Yeah. I think like, yeah i think it is the first season on netflix oh i see but it's season three of terrace house it's the one that's officially moved over to netflix i think right yes it seems from some from some internet ticking like it was a show existing in japan already then netflix bought the Mm -hmm. rights to it and made it kind of a thing um essentially this is like big brother but less crazy yeah it's uh very well tempered they're allowed to come and go and they just keep their regular jobs and right they can also watch the show, which I just yeah, find is strange. Very strange. They actually have like a room for watching Netflix in. <laughs> so I guess like, on like an iMac right? Right. <laughs> in the living room. Right. So it seems like just every week they watch themselves on the show, which just seems like kind of bananas for someone who grew up on Big Brother. Like that's the last thing you want to show the <laughs> right. contestants, like is how they're being portrayed. But, but I do feel like there's a, a safe enough gap of right because i think it comes out weekly right so that's the 
it does come out it's hard weekly, to tell think, when you're binging it yeah i think there's like a six week gap between where they are in life mm, versus yeah. where they were and yeah. the and the episode they get to watch yeah i mean it, does, it makes tokyo look beautiful which also well, tokyo is beautiful well there you go i wouldn't know but I, now i think i do know um but it does raise the question of like if you when you just stop to think about it like they get these beautifully framed shots and you know with oh they're having a romantic conversation on a beach top oh but there's three different camera angles they keep cutting to so like <laughs> you suddenly start thinking at least my stupid analytical brain starts thinking well hang on a second there's like at least so there's three cameras like they aren't wearing microphone packs so there's at least like, three people operating cameras two people with boom arms and so there's I would say probably upwards of like 10 people watching these people have this intimate moment when you're like, mm. well, how intimate is that really? Like there's never anyone else in the scene. They've always managed to frame it beautifully. So while it's, I enjoy it, but you know, I question really the reality of it. I do think it's a little scripted, uh, but, but it's also boring. Like I also so scripted, think it's so dull, but delightful in a, in a way that uh, is hard to describe. It's a very slice of life. <laughs> yes. Um, but I do think those beautifully shot moments actually do happen <laughs> more so in Asia, I feel. Like, naturally. Um, I don't know. I think, like, the environment, uh, especially in, like, Seoul or Tokyo, kind of, like, sets you up to have those... You know, there's just, like, lots of places all around that allows for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But, you know, you still... Oh, they're just having this conversation and they're like... I don't know, it's in the evening. They're like, oh, should we go out for a drink? Okay, right now. Okay, let's go. Oh, and then it's cut, cut two. They're in this perfectly empty bar with them perfectly framed in the middle, sipping <laughs> on some beers. You're like, well, how do they get a table so quickly? It's a Saturday <laughs> night at 10 o'clock. Wow. <laughs> but that aside, I'm just mesmerized and just enraptured by the Japanese culture that seems like, on one hand people would be very direct about some things, but then incredibly vague and mm. unconfrontational in other respects. It's just I feel like you as a British yeah. would be very familiar with this notion. <laughs> right. Because I feel like it's, it's very, it almost feels like British, um, people in London are very, like, I feel like they're the closest in terms of personality to like Japanese. Oh, interesting. Especially when it comes to being direct the 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 quality of being direct on like certain things and being very <laughs> not direct and not terms. direct yeah <laughs> yes and lots of things that you sort of has to assume you know built with culture and tradition you know but yes it's enjoyable watch for these times can we talk about the loud yelling people who analyze the show oh can we talk about them like oh, uh wait you don't like them i know i know i was doing some research and like people love them I, do I love them. <laughs> I love them so much. Such a jarring tonal shift to go from this sort of soft, softly spoken slice of life and suddenly there's like people's yelling unfunny things and everyone else acts as if it's the most hilarious thing they've ever heard in their life. Like all <laughs> oh of God, the crew. I think is... it's so funny. <laughs> uh, well, I think that dynamic is more like Japanese TV show, Korean TV shows just have this like, mm. I feel like they invented this whole react notion. Oh, it's right? such, oh my God, you're right. It's uh, just a react video, isn't it? Oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even and they've been doing that. this yeah. since like the 90s. <laughs> right. since, and it's, it's an ongoing thing. I, when I, whenever I watch Terrace House, I almost feel like I'm, I would be okay if 80% of the show was 
those people sitting around <laughs> watching. Because sometimes what they do with like these other variety shows is they actually have the thing playing picture in picture. Oh, wow. And the main thing is of them oh, with God. like the little screen is of the, the show that they're watching. And it's, I don't know. Um, I oh. find that that section like probably the most entertaining of Terrace House. Oh, I'm the opposite. I actually have to fast forward through. Like I try and watch a little bit and then it's like, this, these people are just yelling things that are dull and the people are, I swear, like obviously the whole cast and crew of those little react videos must be like honking on a crack pipe because like this stuff isn't funny they're saying <laughs> i think that's it it's just this, this like huge overblown reaction to anything they say it's like <laughs> but i will say it doesn't make it easy to munch the episodes because it's probably about it takes up like 10 minutes of right. them prattling on about stuff and so you once you skip through that an episode is like 15 18 minutes so you can get through them pretty quick <laughs> But I do try. I like. I, I will watch like, the first minute. Like, oh, maybe this one will be the time I get it. I'm like, oh, no. Why, why are people yelling loudly? I just want to watch my peaceful terrace house. <laughs> uh, so interesting. Okay. And it's also super mm. long. I've been, like, I mean, think I'm like 25 episodes in and there's still another 15 or 20 to go. So the whole season is very long. I, almost, I think I actually dropped off um, after like a few of the people that I kind of liked left yeah um after after mizuki left i think that was it i was like okay there's really no point in watching this mm, okay yes i'm not there yet she's still around i think you are 25 in oh i, I kind of plugged that number out of the air that's not, not not an exact number <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> uh, i spoil it for you um, okay i mean it turns out they all leave so it's fine <laughs> yeah well that was a very exciting thing of the week i'm very glad that you're watching it Please keep us informed. <laughs> I shall. Oh, I shall. So your advice is to keep trying with the React slots. Oh, yeah. Especially with the React slots. I just don't I feel get like it. I just don't get it. <laughs> that section is the one that actually brings me the most joy. Mm, you know, okay. it's like everyone else changes in Terrace House. Those people stay constant and I love them yeah. for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just wish there wasn't the studio laugh track behind whatever they say. Is there a studio? I mean, it's not a studio, but it's like the, you can hear the cast and crew right. up and more as yeah. laughing. Everyone laughs, yeah. Stuff it's, it's the camera people. It really bugs me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very Japanese like TV show thing. Mm, yeah. yeah, I can see that. Okay. What is well, just the richness of these different cultures we have <laughs> and that I choose to skip? <laughs> Sam, what is your thing of the week? Well, my thing of the week isn't ex- exciting as Terrace House which is depending on your definition of exciting. Right. (laughs) Uh, So I've recently got a reverse osmosis water purifier for my house. (laughs) You're right. That is less exciting, but I'm very interested. (laughs) The thing is, I'm so excited about this. I was, you know, New Jersey water is not the best. There's right. You just got this told me about this, which I've, I'm kind of shocked at, but yeah, you have a water guy. We have a water guy. So normally hey, water guy, we, <laughs> I'm going to sit you up. Uh, normally what we do is we order, you know, those big, like five gallon jugs of water that you see water coolers have. Mm, right. So we get like seven of those a month. Oh, wow. Oh, so you can't even drink the water really. Well, we don't want to drink the water because there's so much uh, metals in mm. the water. Oh, you'll turn not it down, only man. is the water really hard from the inside, yeah. which might not be a good feeling. <laughs> right. right? 
Iron Man from the outside sounds like a cool deal. <laughs> yes. That's why you bathe in it, but you do not ingest. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, and, you know, no matter what, like, I think having all these foreign minerals inside your body might not be a good thing, right? It's, even if you cook wow, it. Wow, that's like, crazy. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, I've been to Florida where, you know, you can't drink the tap water. They usually have, like, a separate drinking water tap, which mm-hmm. is, like, extra filtered. But, wow, I didn't know that was also in New Jersey. Hmm. Yeah. Some parts of New Some Jersey. Parts. I think other parts of New Jersey that have better water supply yeah. wow. might be better. Wow. Um, I thought so, we lived in a first world country, Sam. I know. Damn. Well, well, thankfully, like, New York water is really good, like, in the city. The tap water is delicious. Might chug it right down. <laughs> yeah, straight from the tap. Just put your mouth on it. But talk to me now about reverse osmosis. So reverse osmosis is kind of like a combination of a carbon filter and uh, um, like an ozone purifier. So you can, you can, like a cheaper version, like a little attachment that you can get is usually like a carbon filter, right? Okay. Brita is essentially a carbon filter. Right, I was going to say... Have you tried using a Brita filter? I imagine like one one whoosh through and suddenly it's clogged up and broken. <laughs> it just explodes. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> right. But, you know, we also have like this little water check thing that you can get from Amazon. It's pretty cheap. It's like 15 bucks and it tells you how much sediments there are in the water. Whoa, how can it tell that? I, I don't know, but it's science. Does. Science. Is it um, like a thermometer, but for water quality? That's what it is in my so head. The limits, the limits. Yeah, it's exactly that. Okay. It's like a meat thermometer, but for water quality. Wow. That's what it looks like. Uh, and the the limits oh, you know i'm going like, amazon right now i'm buying one of those <laughs> uh, and it tells you like what the limits are like just bearable drinkable water is like in the 250 range okay and our tap water even with the brita filter on gets to like 260 270 right mm. okay that's so right right outside and i'm like no matter what, like if you're going to be drinking a lot of this, it's probably not going to be the best for you. Yeah. Right. Right. And Poland Spring is like 30 to 40 hmm. in terms of that meter. Uh, and you can tell by the difference. Like if you switch it around your mouth, like it just tastes delicious. Yeah. Um, right. And with this reverse osmosis, it's like in the 20s range. So it's... Okay delicious so where does the filtering happen does it do you put it on the tap or is it like a separate process or do you have like a water tank you can use so we had to clear out a little bit of underneath our sink Mm. and there are three filters which goes through like a process of you know it's like almost like three carbon filters that it goes through Mm. plus like a membrane small smaller Um, smallest exactly Mm. like a membrane that actually does the reverse osmosis and then it fills it up into this three gallon tank so that you have uh, uh, an instant supply of water that's about three three gallons. Amazing. And it can purify up to 35 gallons a day, which is great. <laughs> and that's the recommended intake for a human drinking water. <laughs> Make sure you get your 35 gallons a day. Actually, don't do that. I think you'll die. No, um, you'll probably die. Yeah. In my mind, though, I really hope that, you know, to change the filter, what happens is you, like, turn a little switch and then a perfect cube of iron plops out. <laughs> gross like all the deposits <laughs> yes. that have collected over the years yeah. or over over the days and now you have a little iron cube mm, which you that can, would you, be great you can fashion to say oh and i make your homemade dice or die wait no dice is singular <laughs> or you smelt it down and make it into a warhammer iron. 4k figure oh yeah except you know warhammer did stop using lead because <laughs> it, was, it was just bad it was poisoning kids <laughs> 
yes, I see. Well, Sam, uh, so I can imagine your entire weekend will be spent. Filling, We're just going to be drinking water. Yeah, filling a glass of water using your meat thermometer water quality checker. And going, <laughs> ooh, ooh, it's, it's 23 20. now. Ooh. ooh, this one's 21. <laughs> oh, no, not this one's 27. Oh, no. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> it's, that is not far from the truth. <laughs> Looking for board games and testing the water quality. Welcome to the right. Sambu lifestyle. Well, the thing is, like, now we can make all these soups and delicious dishes mm. without being concerned about, you know, should we use tap water or should we use our Poland spring supply? Right. Yeah. So this morning I made my coffee Ooh. with reverse osmosis water. Nice. Have you? And let me tell you. Okay. Live on air in a Krispy Kreme mug, which I love. Delicious. Nice. Have you done the cost, the cost analysis? You're like, this is, now we don't have to buy 12,000 Poland spring bottles of water to yeah. cover the cost of this. So cover the cost. Um, it is an expensive thing to put yeah. into your home. Yeah. Um, but we figure, you know, water is life. It says that right on the right. bottle of Poland spring. <laughs> water is the essence of moisture and moisture is the essence of beauty. Yeah. That didn't make total sense. And convenience. What price can you put on not having to go to the store? And I mean, water ain't heavy. Water ain't light. Right. Water also, is the convenience of not having to empty out your kidneys for all the lead that it's collected. Also true. Yeah. Although, do you actually have a water cooler so you could have a water cooler moment in your in your own home? I do have. We've had a water cooler for years now. Yeah. But With the little paper cups? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do chat oh. about the previous episode of Big Brother with my kids <laughs> yeah. every time we approach the water cooler. No wonder you're so good at working from home. You have your own water cooler. Oh. <laughs> Now I'm thinking that's how you get your employees to feel more productive at home, mm. to ship a water cooler. Boom, instant office feeling. That's a great idea. Mm. Well, I'm full of ideas folks. today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's our show. Sam, you have seven days to play High Rise, a puzzle cityscape. I'm doing that from memory. I can't remember exactly what the tagline is. I think that's it. Great. A puzzle cityscape. You got it. Nailed it. Crushed it. That's what I do on occasion. Join us on Instagram and Twitter at Seven Days to Play and follow us on Spotify by searching Seven Days to Play. Seven Days to Play. Seven Days to Play.